Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Signs with you. And joining me for an interview today is 49ers safety Jimmy Ward. Ward has recorded 251 tackles, two interceptions, with one being returned for a touchdown, 29 pass defenses, three sacks, two forced fumbles in 64 career games and 44 starts. Jimmy, thanks for joining me. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Couldn't be better. Uh... Wish times was better right now with the uh, COVID-19 going on, but I'm still blessed to be alive and be healthy. How are you handling this stay-at-home order? We know it's been uh, quite the topic of discussion for a while since things really hit back in March. How have you and your family been adapting to this stay-at-home order? Uh, man, it's, we end up, you know, everybody had to adapt. Uh just basically we've just been trying to take one day at a time uh uh, still been trying to go out and grind trying to give me a workout each day uh trying to um eat uh three times a day as much as possible just to make sure i don't lose any weight or gain too much extra weight uh you know it's difficult right now but i've been thankfully i've been able to uh you know each day since uh the COVID 19 All right, man. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're able to uh, work around it, stay healthy, and staying safe. Now, let's go ahead and get into your journey to the NFL. Jimmy, you were selected by the 49ers with the 30th overall pick of the 2014 NFL Draft. You played your college ball at Northern Illinois, where you led the Huskies in tackles, interceptions, and pass breakups. Third-team AP All-American in 2013. What was your pre-draft process like, and what do you remember most about it? Uh, man, I, I, that it was, it was basically just another, uh, I want to say mini season after that, because, um, you know, coming from a smaller school, you know, I was, I didn't, I didn't know, I knew I was going to get drafted. I didn't know if it was going to be first. I didn't know it was going to be second, but, uh, but I just knew it was a process. And what I mean by process is after that, you know, I had to train, you got to go to find somewhere to train, uh, 
And after that, uh, you know, you got to run, do the combine. You got to do the pro day, uh, the all-star game uh, that I end up doing. uh, And that really, the all-star game really helped me out too. I ended up winning like the best uh, DB award in that. So I think that helped uh, boost my my ratings uh, heading into the draft. Then I end up, uh, I end up finding out that I had a, like a, a fifth metatosar fracture in my foot at the combine. So you know when they find stuff out like that, they won't let you participate uh, in some in in a day like during the combine. So I had to sit out. Uh, I ended up just doing bench and I had to sit out and wait to uh, pro day to uh, run my forty. And I ended up running on four four on a uh, on a fractured foot. And I think that really helped skyrocket uh, my draft uh, my draft rank uh, that day too. And that's that's really it. And I just had to wait it out to the draft. And like I said, that was, that was a process. Uh, I ended up staying home too. I didn't. Uh, I think it was in New York that year. I didn't go. Uh, I'm more of a chill guy. But I don't know. Maybe if uh, I would have knew I was going to go top fifteen. I probably would have went to New York, <laughs> but uh, but I end up just staying at home uh, just to be around the family. Yeah, and that's one thing that was interesting and definitely different about the 2020 NFL draft. It was all virtual, so we were able to see all the families, all the draft prospects celebrate. What was that moment like for you, Jimmy? You said you were at home. You got the call that you're going 30th overall. What was your first thought when you got the phone call from the 49ers? Oh, man, I was excited. Uh, I was just happy uh, I was able to play in Cali. Uh, I played in Cali like one time during one of those bowl, bowl games. Uh, I think my, I want to say my junior year. I think it was my senior year. It's the Poinsettia Bowl in San Diego. Uh, it was around December, and it, was, it just had great weather. So that was I was hoping to go to a Cali team, and I ended up going to the 49ers, and they had uh, just went to the playoffs that, that year before, previous year before I got there. So I thought we was going to have, like, you know, another great year. But we ended up kind of going down. <laughs> it was, was kind of rough. Yeah. So I want to get off the topic. But, yeah, but eventually we ended up kicking it back up. You know, talking about making the jump to the NFL, playing with the Niners and living out that cool reality of playing with a California team, how would you characterize your transition from Northern Illinois to the NFL? What was the most difficult thing that you had to adapt to? Oh, man, just really just the time and just like there's no more school because ever since I've been playing sports, you know, you had to do, I had to do, go to school somehow, some way, like either school before, I mean, practice before school class and or class before practice and workouts, like, so I, when I took out all the, you know, the classes and, you know, and just all I had to do was just focus on football. You know, that's a lot of a lot of extra time. So I still had to find a way to do something to take up some time. So and that really helped me. But it took me a year or two to get get the routine because uh, it's all about having a routine. And then I didn't have anybody like older that was close to me uh, that actually you know played in the NFL. You know, so I had to. Look out! I had ex older guys really watch what they do uh, to really find a routine and see what see what my body like because 
coming from Northern Illinois, we didn't have some of these resources that uh, I want to say the NFL uh, uh, NFL program has, like with the hot tub, cold tub, uh, hot sauna, uh, steam sauna. Uh, you can get dry needling. You can get IVs. It's like there's so much resources here in the NFL. So it's like, ah, what should I get? I, I didn't even I just was getting stuff and I don't I don't even know if it was a help with me or not at the time. But now I wanna say going into year seven I can really feel like the different stuff, resources that I'm using, I can feel it how how it helps my body for each week. What memories do you have from your first training camp with the 49ers? I know a lot of different rookies that I've talked to, they said that they had that one welcome to the NFL moment. Did you have any of those in your first training camp? Um, man, I, I had a – you know what? I'm going to say playing in Baltimore. We had the scrimmage against uh, Baltimore my rookie year. Uh, man, it was – I had a great practice. Uh but at the same time, it was it was rough. Like I, I realized I, I I forgot uh how hot it how hot it gets and uh just some of those places where where it's uh, more humid. Uh, in Baltimore, it was steaming hot, and then we practiced longer than than what we practiced in Cali. So it was it was rough. But I ended up you know I ended up doing great uh, in the practices. So that's you know the main thing. But other than that, that's like the main moment that uh, stuck out to me during training camp. Jimmy, you have played a variety of different roles in the secondary since your rookie season, right cornerback, free safety. What are some positives about your versatility as a defender? Um, Just being able to cover and tackle. uh, I just feel like it's it's both important. Uh, And... Really, that kind of helped. I want to say that helped my career. Then again, it it could have helped and it could have hurt it a little bit. But you know, when I came in, I I played nickel for that first year, so I really had to learn through like a little bit more techniques. And uh, you know, than I had to do in college. Uh, you know, because uh, NFL is more it's more competition, it's more challenge. So, but I ended up learning it that second year, and I felt like I was really good. And then that's when one of my coaches moved me to cornerback. And I didn't, to be honest, I never, I, I don't really know how to play cornerback. I learned how to play cornerback since I've been in the NFL, but I ended up picking, picking up some of those tools in the bag. And I feel like that really, that really elevated my game before I transitioned to safety. Cause now I've been, in, I've been in the slot. I learned, some, I got some tools for being in the slot. I got some tools playing outside corner. So I already had the tackling technique. I've been doing that since I've been nine years old. That's all I've been, you know, that's one thing I emphasize is tackling because if somebody breaks, you know, that's what football is about. It's just about inches. Can you get somebody down on defense? And I had that. So I was already equipped with that. So just playing safety and I could tackle, I could cover, uh, take great angles, uh, it really, it really helps. Like I, I just feel like I could be like a a, a cheat code. Like how somebody would say Tyreek Hill is a great offensive weapon. Like because he could play wide receiver, you can put him at running back. Oh, or Tyson Hill, like he played tight end, played special teams. Like you know, I, I'm I'm one of those guys. Or the other other guy, the Simmons guy that's coming from Clemson. Oh, uh, just got drafted to Arizona. Like play multiple positions. Uh, and 
I just feel like it it'll, it'll definitely help you out. It help your team out too, because if you if you don't have that many bodies at a certain position, they can throw them in there. Uh, even if he's not his best, he's still gonna be good at the position. He's still gonna he's still gonna make plays, and, and you know it, it helps. It helps the team. Now to the good part of the interview, Jimmy. You recorded your first career regular season interception in 2015 against Jay Cutler and the Bears. You took it 29 yards to the house, flipped into the end zone. What do you remember about that sequence? Uh, I just I just remember the Bears, Chicago Bears love uh, throwing screens. So that's one thing. When I'm at nickel or if I'm playing down in the box, I watch with teams that throw screens because – if they throw a lot of them, you know they can. You can jump. You can jump one of them. But I just remember just how uh, Jeffrey outside had outside Jeffrey. Uh, I want to say at the X at that time. Uh, I just remember he was kind of off the ball and a uh, number two uh, wide receiver, the slot wide receiver. He was on the ball and they had a tight end. Uh, no, they had tight end at two and the three. The E was at uh, three. Uh, and normally when they run, when they put the tight end at two and it's a flip, you know, that's a big screen alert. And and the, I want to say the tight end, yeah, the tight end was at two and the wide receiver was at three. So I, I kind of, I knew it was coming. It was a few guys that knew it was coming. And I just had to make sure. So Susan, I seen Jeffrey take a step up and go back. I just, I ran towards the angle of the ball. Like I didn't run towards Jeffrey. I just ran in the way because I know the ball had to pass this spot in order to get to Jeffrey. So when I just jumped it and all that, the hardest part was catching it. That's it. The hardest part was the timing and the catching. And once I caught it and kept my balance, uh, it was a touchdown from there. I had a few good uh, blocks. Uh, shout out to Bowman. Hey, did you keep that ball? You know what? I was so excited I lost that ball. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still mad about that today. But, you know, hopefully this year I finally get me some more, man. Hey, that's the attitude right there, Jimmy. And I guess that's going to keep you craving more interceptions. And so, hey, man, whatever works for you. But my next question for you is, since you arrived in San Francisco, you've played for a number of head coaches, including Jim Tom Sula, Chip Kelly. Now it's Kyle Shanahan, and he has a great reputation around the NFL for being a player's coach. So, what sets him apart from the others you've played for? Uh, man, I feel like all of them was good coaches. But the difference with uh, Coach Kyle Shanahan is, uh, and he's just a uh, different guy. Like, loves football, uh, been around it, been a ball, a ball guy when he was younger. Uh, and then he's just so, he's so, he's so laid back. He's passionate about it. I, I just feel like he acts like... <laughs> He acts like a player. Uh, he used to play too back in college too. It just, it just he acts like a player. It's like it's, it's so different. Like he doesn't really even see. And then I guess he's younger too. So I, I guess you know he's closer to age uh, to his players. But at the same time, I just love his energy. I love his passion about the game. And then I just love how he's so chill. He's all about business too. But at the same time, like you, you know, you can be yourself. Uh, that's one thing that he emphasized. You know, he loves guys. He loves guys to be himself. He doesn't like the bullshit guys. He comes at you straight. And he'll let you know. And I like said, you can if you got a problem, you can you can go and talk to him. You know, I, I keep in contact with him. Uh, we talk. He hit me up every now and then, and 
you know, we'll conversate about the season, conversate about life. And, you know, that's what I like about him. You know, he cares about his players more than just more than just football. In 2019, you all had a successful season with Kyle Shanahan at the helm. You started 13 games. You recorded 65 tackles, eight pass breakups, one sack, and route to a dominant 13-3 and season and a trip to Super Bowl 54. Talk about the thrill of making it to the biggest stage in NFL football. You were in Miami Gardens taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. How did that experience benefit you and the team? Oh, man, it's man, just that experience of going to the Super Bowl it was just, uh, it was amazing. Uh, you know, uh, before that, uh, I remember during the season, I want to say it was like 6 and 0, 7 and 0, and, uh, our coach ended up, Coach Kyle Shanahan, uh, asked a few questions. He asked the team to raise your hand if you ever, um, went 7 and 0. And, uh, I want to say it was like three or four guys. Uh, maybe five that raised their hand if they went seven and zero. Coaches included, everybody, training staff, the whole team. It was just like five included. That's it. That's about it. And then he said, "Raise your hands if you ever uh, won a playoff game." And I want to say it was probably less. I'd say four or three people who had their hands up. And then he said, "Raise your hands if." You made it to a Super Bowl. Didn't he, he didn't say when. He just said made it. And I and I, I want to say it was a good, it was a good two or three. No, it was like yeah, two or three. It was around the same amount. But just and just think about how many guys you that's on the NFL roster with the training staff, with the coaches, the GM, just everybody around the building that's just in that team meeting room. And you tell me it's only like five guys that that been in like been in that winning season go went and went on to win playoff games and went to the Super Bowl. So just that experience, I feel like that really helped the team out. And now like, you know, that's our standard. And so when you got a group of guys, we lost a few guys, but you really got that same team coming back. So and, and you know, it's not gonna be given to us that next year. You know, we're gonna have to go out there and we're gonna earn it. Really we earning it right now. Like we got guys still working out right now, guys still eating, trying their best keeping their head in their books and staying out of trouble. You know, that's how we can win right now. But that experience and just being there, I just feel like it's going to help us in the long run. Now we know what it takes to get back to the Super Bowl. Now, Jimmy, we know that the NFL has moved forward with the virtual offseason programs. You talked about still staying in shape and still preparing for the upcoming year despite the uncertainty about when week one will come. How have you all as a team and the coaching staff, how have you all been able to really make the best of the virtual system? Um, really just um, having meetings. Uh, it, was, it was cool. Um, I want to say we started Monday, and that's basically how we do it. So it's really short right now. Next week we start to pick it up. We start to have all the extra meetings, but... They put a lot of stuff uh, in the iPads that, you know, that we may need to look at. Or well, they put extra information in there. You got different supplements we can take. A ro- they got a workout routine. Uh, we got um, meetings. Individ- we had individual meetings uh, this week with our coaches. Uh, Coach Kyle Shanahan, we had a team meeting. We sent the team meeting out. Uh, 
So I feel like everything that we normally do during the first phase one of OTAs, we we doing that besides like the workouts. So that's the only thing we can't do. We got to do that on our own. Uh, we can't be around the team. But other than that, like uh, we still we still feel that vibe, you know, just seeing seeing your teammates' face, you know, talking to them and checking up on them. So I want to say uh, I feel like it's the virtual meetings is not bad. I kind of like it. Now back to the gridiron, talking about some of the toughest receivers and tight ends you've had to cover, Jimmy. This is always an interesting question, but if you had to list five of the most difficult pass catchers that you've gone up against up to this point in your career, who would they be and why? The crazy thing is I'm going to name more bigger bodies because I didn't – I'd explain it. I'd explain that by name. Uh – I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Brandon Marshall, because I feel like he got the best of me. Uh, my rookie year, uh, not my second year, but my rookie year. Uh, I'm gonna give it to Benjamin because he, he did some good stuff to me during that corner. Uh, Benjamin, let me see who else I went again. I'm gonna say Julio three. I'm gonna say Brandon Marshall, uh, Kevin Benjamin. Julio Jones, and who is the next two? I wanted I want to say Antonio Brown, but I didn't actually have to cover him. I, I watched it. That's that's the game that I didn't start. And the next game after that starts, so I could say Antonio, but I didn't. I ha, I haven't went against him. Gotcha. I don't know. Right, I'm, gonna say, I'm gonna say Antonio Brown. And fifth, I'm gonna say uh, Cole Beasley. I gotta give it a Cole Beasley. Like that, I went against. That I feel like had some success. Well, yeah, I'm just saying Antonio Brown because like he had success every time I played against him. So even though I didn't cover, I just feel like he was nice. Richard Sherman, your your veteran anchor back there who had a great year, and you know now that uh, Arizona, one of your divisional foes, added a guy like DeAndre Hopkins to the fold. You got Kyler Murray. How excited are you all to go off against those explosive offenses this coming season? Oh man, it's it's definitely gonna be a bigger challenge, man. Uh I just feel like Arizona was good uh last year too. And now they just added that another key piece to the team. It's it's gonna be real interesting. It's uh, I just feel like we got the toughest division. Uh we got uh, we got the Rams, we got Seattle, uh Arizona and, and all three of those teams are stacked. So it's 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 definitely gonna be tough again, you know, trying to win out our uh our division so but uh, at the same time, uh, I feel like uh, winning our division, it'll, it'll definitely make a statement in the league. On a personal level, Jimmy, as we get ready to close out the interview, you played out your one-year, $4.5 million deal in 2019. Rido's approve-it deal coming off a couple of injuries, and you played very well, and you earned a new three-year contract that you signed back in March. How special is it for you to stay with a team that drafted you? I mean, it's, it's very special. Uh, you know, it doesn't doesn't happen in the NFL often. Uh, a guy that stays on the team, franchise for a long time. Uh, you know, it's it's NFL stands for not for long. You're you're always shifting somewhere either. And I feel like it just both parties had to come to a compromise because I, I could have end up you know leaving for more money, and it, it definitely worked out. And I'm happy to be a Niner heading into my seventh season. Um, and hopefully I'll uh, retire in Niner. Now, lastly, 
What is your message to the 49er faithful as you all prepare and gear up for another year coming off a high in 2019? What do you want the fan base to know about your work ethic, the team's work ethic, and Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch's motivation to bring a Lombardi back to San Fran? Uh, to the 49er faithful, uh, I, I appreciate the energy that y'all brought last season. Uh, let's do it again. If if everything works out with the COVID-19, uh, we got all the guys. Um, we, we're working, we're grinding, and we're definitely trying to have another run for the Lombardi Trophy. And uh, I want to say it's in Tampa this year, and uh, we're going we're gonna to definitely bring that home this year, man. And we, we can't just do it with the team. We got to do it with all of us, the whole 49er organization, fans, everybody. We all want we're all one team. That's a great message right there from Jimmy Ward. Again, brother, I really do appreciate you taking time out of your afternoon to join the Pro Football Chase podcast. Again, a big fan of you as a player, but as a person off the field as well. So keep up the great work. Stay safe, man. And hopefully if all goes well, we will have football in the fall. And Looking forward to seeing you and the 49ers take the field. Definitely. Thank you for the interview and thank you for your time too. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.